0: Grace to you and peace from God our Father and his Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please have a seat. So I want you to raise your hand if this was the first time you ever heard that parable. No one, huh? Birdie, it's the first time? I don't believe you. (laughs) And um, if you're in Sunday school normally, what do you call that parable? It's the parable of the... Loving father, exactly. I love that. What did the rest of us learn the title of this was? Prodigal son, son. exactly, right? Uh, Luke didn't give it a title. That's what we call it. And how fitting is it that we landed on the parable of the prodigal son? It's not really the prodigal son story, is it? This is a parable about a dutiful son. But of course the younger one got the title, just like he got the party, and the fatted calf, and the ring, and the sandals, and the father's love and attention. Is that fair? No, admit it, it's not fair at all. That's the horrible truth about the so-called parable of the prodigal son, right? The older son, the dutiful firstborn son, he's right. The father is absolutely unfair. And in his unfairness, that father caused real pain to the son of his who did nothing wrong. To all of you out there who have ever gone about your work, doing what needs to be done, unnoticed and unrewarded, while people who are rude and selfish take all the air and all the energy and attention, this is your story. (laughs) The backbone of this story is, it is not fair, right down to the title we eventually gave it. And since... All of us have heard this story many times before, even Birdie. I know the temptation is to skip ahead to the moral of the story, but it's okay in the end because God's mercy trumps justice, and our salvation depends on God's mercy, not God's justice. True. But it's worth wading through those murky waters of fairness and justice before we latch on to the satisfying end of the story. Because there's something in the human psyche that demands fairness. And I don't even think it's learned. I mean, the nuances of justice are learned. But the basic demand, it seems to be innate. You want to witness moral outrage? Get a couple of preschoolers together, give one cookie to one kid and two to the other. <laughs> Not fair. And then try telling the child who only got one that he should be happy because, after all, he still got a cookie. It's just that your buddy got more. Good luck with that. And I don't even think it's selfishness, really, because starting way back in preschool, we want justice for others. Read a story to a classroom of preschoolers about two girls who, for no reason at all, get unequal amounts of cookies. And those preschoolers will raise their voices in a chorus of, No fair! Something about being human makes us want justice. We recoil from the idea of people fraudulently buying their children's way into elite colleges, even if our own kids didn't even want to go there. It's just not fair. Makes you angry thinking about it. Which brings us back to the prodigal son's angry and miserable brother. He had every right to be angry and miserable. The truth is we all do. We didn't need a college admissions scandal to prove that the world we live in is not fair. It's hard to get much beyond preschool without learning that particular lesson on a personal level. And it's upsetting to be reminded of it. We want justice, which is fantastic. The salvation of our emotional soul most certainly depends on God's mercy. But the salvation of this fragile earth And it's billions of people just as certainly hinges on our ability to develop and act on our sense of justice. That has always motivated humans to do great things. It has motivated us to make this world a better and a fairer place for everyone. It's why people who are perfectly comfortable in their own life are willing to work for other people's civil rights and workers' rights and farm aid and climate justice, and immigration reform, and refugee resettlement, the list goes on. All because we want a just world, and we're willing to work for it. And if we're Christians, not only do we want a just world, we also promised to work for it. We promised at our baptism, and our confirmands are going to reaffirm this promise in a very few weeks. We promised to strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being. We promised to be fair. So if something deep within us cries out for justice and fairness, and it's our Christian duty to strive for that, and yet we find ourselves living in a world that seems unable to sustain this very thing we so desperately want, what's a good Christian to do? What's a good person? to do. That is one of the more interesting nuances of this parable. You may have noticed it doesn't really have an ending. And as author Debbie Thomas pointed out, it's actually those who have been denied justice who get to write the ending of the story. See, because in the parable, the power ultimately lies with the dutiful son. He decides how that story will end. He can stay outside. As she says, the lover of justice, 100% right and 100% alone. Or he can go in and join the party. It's up to him. And that's the challenge faithful people confront all the time. In a messy world that is rarely black and white, where even people we love sometimes do things that are just plain wrong, we may have to choose whether to be right or be in relationship. It's not an easy choice, and I don't mean to imply that it is, and it's not a one-size-fits-all decision. Sometimes we are called to be unbending witnesses to a moral truth, and other times we're called to choose the person over the principle. This is advanced Christianity, AP Christianity. It is not introductory level. It requires spiritual maturity to balance justice and mercy, compassion and principles, love and the law. We may not always get it right. We may have to come back to church week after week and work on this. It's difficult, but difficult is not the same as impossible. This is a balancing act worth working on, justice and mercy, compassion and principles, love and law. It's your choice what you do with those. You decide how this story will end. Amen.